Are you ready for the end of the world? This is Your Community Spirit, the show about caring, sharing, and preparing for the changes needed in the world as we know it. Let's bring back the circle again. The circle of friends, the circle of family, the circle of being. Wake up and be healthy and therefore wealthy to the peace and joy of Mother Earth. This is Your Community Spirit. My name is Treesong. And Aura is actually not in the studio with us today, but we're going to see if we can bring him up on the phone because we have the magic of technology here. So, Aura, are you with us today? Good morning. Ah, good morning. I'm actually in Nashville, Tennessee. Ah, cool. <laughs> I, just, I just finished yesterday um, a training, which was a very profound training for me. Um, I... Have you seen The Inconvenient Truth? I have, actually. I didn't watch it the most recent time because I'd seen it already, but I have seen it. Well, essentially, what I just got trained in was the slideshow Al Gore is giving in the movie. Hmm. I mean, the full slideshow is about two and a half hours long. Um, I have the ability to, well, show the slideshow in any length, but it was... It is so profound and so, well, life-changing because I thought I knew stuff about climate change, but there are things that are happening in our climate way faster than even the scientists had predicted or known. So um, the, the scariest thing is that the scientists are have no doubt they've done reports and studies and there are actually of all the tens over 10,000 reports they did a sampling and a 10% sampling of those 10,000 reports and in that 10% sampling all the scientists agreed 100% there are zero doubt that global warming is happening yeah but why is there doubt in the general public well, we, here's another study that was put out. They did a study of, you know, regular news. And of that regular news, 53% of that regular news expressed doubt whether global warming was happening. Yeah. That reminds me of one of the stories we've got on tap for today, actually, how uh, Exxon tried to confuse people, consciously tried to, you know, confuse people about climate. Yeah, that actually, that report just came out. Everybody at this conference was talking about how a secret memo came out recently that they've been, well, financing campaigns to create doubt about the climate crisis. So Yeah, because everyone, everyone knows that when there's a big crisis, the most important thing to do is confuse people. <laughs> <laughs> so I wanted to... Um, well, call in and just say how much this was exciting. And, um, well, I want to tell you, for some people, it's very important to get the celebrity endorsements, you know? Uh-huh. Do you, do you remember Captain Planet? Yeah, Captain Planet. I remember him. <laughs> he was one of my fellow people learning how to get this presentation. Oh, really? Yeah, he was here, and I mean, um, 
one of the organizers of the event was was just like, you, you have to meet this guy. You guys are so, you know, quirky in the same. <laughs> <laughs> Made it the very end of the conference. Yeah. I don't know, I spent like five or six minutes with him. Um, and he said um, he now is... Um, what do you call it? a musician and a producer and so he said he'll give us some music for our show uh, oh cool so, and otherwise let's see celebrity endorsements Cameron Diaz was one of the fellow presenters of course this is endorsed by Al Gore yeah a uh, little funny story is one of our fellow presenters had a, a room in the hotel next to Little Richard and little Richard happened to pop his head out as he was walking by and saw his name tag that said the climate project on it. Mm -hmm. And he was like, hey, tell that Al Gore. Tell that Al Gore he's doing a good thing. Tell, tell, tell him little Richard said so. <laughs> <laughs> That's and, cool. Oh, yeah, the present. But the, the greatest thing is over 5,000 people, well, about 5,000 people applied and then they quit accepting applications. And of that 5,000 people, 600 of us were picked. And of this 600, it is such a good balance of the American demographic. For example, my mentor, who got trained in the last group, she is actually a Republican <laughs> um, and a, a doctor in uh, forensic psychiatry, and she has a regular radio show on Clear Channel Radio called The Doctor Is In. And she is my mentor because she got trained in the last training. Otherwise, um, of the 620 were from Walmart. Um, Walmart actually paid for them to come. They didn't like handpick who was going to come. They basically just sent out a newsletter to the 1.8 million Walmart um, associates, and you know certain a bunch of them applied and then I actually had two of them in my group and two of them at my table we broke out into small tables hmm. and um, Walmart's I mean I don't think they've officially said you know they're on board with this project but they are paying for their employees to come to learn about it yeah um, so they're at least at least paying attention to the issue yeah I mean it, it truly amazed me the, the, I don't know, just the, all the people who are involved with this project. Yeah. Um, so. It seems like eventually as time goes on, it's going to be more and more of a uniting issue rather than a dividing one because, you know, we, we all share the same climate and the same planet. So. That's. That's very much what everybody was talking about. That, and a lot of people had to start, like the environmentalists who were here had to actually start getting a shift of mentality, which they were learning from the regular folks that um, the planet will survive. Everybody was saying, let's save the planet, the environmentalists were. Well, the regular people were like, I'm here to save humankind. Because <laughs> the planet will survive whether or you know, whatever we do so but just to let you know a little bit about actual a, a lot of people think global warming means that the whole world just going to become warmer and a nice you know beach yeah 
I mean, it's a climate crisis, meaning when it snows, it snows more. When it's cold, it's colder. When it's hot, it's hotter. The weather patterns just get, you know, more chaotic. Yeah. So, it's the last, the last, let's see, the last four, in the last 14 years, they had the 10 hottest years on record on, in recorded history. Yeah. And they, they actually do ice, you know, you know when they pour down into the ice and they can check the temperature back thousands of years? Yeah. You know about how they do that. They've actually now have recorded history back 650,000 years ago that they can check the temperature of the planet and also how much carbon was in the air. Carbon is what causes global warming. And never in recorded history has the carbon in the atmosphere ever been above 300. And right now it's 380. Yeah, so it's, it's gone Check up. 600 very quickly. And so we as Americans, we actually, of course, pollute more per person than any other nation on earth. And so we, well, we have to do something. I mean, the United States actually pollutes more than all of South America, all of Africa, the Middle East, Australia, Japan, and Asia all put together. Yeah, that's quite a lot. Yep. So. But proportionally, too, you know, I don't know the exact numbers, but that's many times more people in those places than there are here. Yeah, I mean, that that's actually, the pollution is, you know, as a nation we produce more pollution, but then per person also. Yeah. Because you have to take into account population. It changes the numbers a little bit, but not much. So... I mean, everybody should go to carboncounter.org, and you can go in there and you can put in information to find out how much carbon or pollution you actually put in. And, I mean, you can do something as simple as changing a light bulb. If every person in the state of Illinois changed a compact fluorescent bulb, it would be the equivalent of taking 78,000 cars off the road. I mean, that's profound. Yeah. So, I mean, this is very, very scary. I mean, I looked at this and I knew this kind of, this was, you know, happening. But in Antarctica, in 2002, a 30-mile by 100-mile piece of ice slid into the ocean. I thought Antarctica was supposed to be a cold place. Yeah. And the scientists didn't even predict it. It was not expected. I mean, it was completely unexpected, and it just slid into the ocean, a piece of ice as large as Rhode Island. Yeah. And it's important to point out, too, you said it slid into the ocean, right? That's correct. I mean, ice that's, you know, ice that's floating on the ocean doesn't raise the level of the ocean. But ice that's on land and slides into the ocean will raise the level of the ocean. Yeah, it's like adding ice cubes to a glass. Very much so, yeah. 
I mean, if you stack a whole bunch of ice cubes in a glass and as they melt, the glass will overflow. Yeah. So, um, I mean, this is very scary, but very important. Yeah. We causing it. And, well, we have to do something. I mean, it could be something as simple as changing a light bulb, but it has to be something as profound as changing a thought process, you know, because we have to change the world. Otherwise, we, well, we will not survive. Yeah, and it, it has to start somewhere. We may not always know where to start, but, you know, like with recycling, for example, it, you know, now that we've been doing it for decades, it's, it seems like a simple thing to some people, but like you said, it changes the idea. The idea now is life happens in cycles, and we take something, we cycle it through a system over and over again instead of just, you know, throwing things away, because there is no way to throw things to. Yeah. So, um, when I come back to Southern Illinois, I will be doing a presentation. Um, about half of my presentation will be, you know, global warming and what is causing it, but the other half of my presentation will be just solutions to mitigate pollution. Yeah, I like that, that phrase, too. Pollution. <laughs> All right. so, well, thank you for calling in for us. It's been good to hear the latest news. Yeah, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm excited. I'm definitely excited, so... We just have to, we have to get energized and do something, so. Yeah. For everybody, uh, this something will be different. I mean, I mean, actual Al Gore in his presentation doesn't really give any solutions because he said for everybody it's something different. I mean, I was talking to, to um, what, Captain Planet, and he said, Cameron Diaz was planning to hire a publicity firm for the Earth. That the publicity needs some good press. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, that's something she can do. So. Yeah, each of us, go. each of us can do something in our own way. Yep. So, I mean, this whole thing made me very, very scared, but at the same time, it made me very, very much feel empowered that I can do something because there are so many people around that are doing something. Yeah, that's that's funny because you know the we part of that. Yeah, because before you even called, I was feeling sort of similar, like you know, scared and angry and frustrated about these issues, but then still realizing there are things we can do. Yep. So I will um, come up with a solutions list, and we'll talk about it on the show next week. Well, cool. All right. Thank you very much. For yeah, thank you, and until then, have fun on the rest of your trip out there. All right, have a good day. You too. Once again, that was Orr, you know, coming to us from uh, just having completed his, his training in, in, on Inconvenient Truth. And we'll be right back in one moment for more on, actually, a lot more on climate change and on our usual discussion of other things as well.
All right, we don't have much in the way of happenings for today, but maybe for the best since we are spending a lot of time talking about climate change. But we do have one important happening related to WDBX that I'd like to share because I'm excited about it, and I might actually get to go this year. Join us to celebrate Community Radio in Southern Illinois at the 11th Annual WDBX Ball on Saturday, February 10th at the Carbondale Civic Center. The Park Avenue Hoedown is the theme this time, and Park Avenue Hoedown will feature dinner by Great Boars of Fire with music from Josh, Josh Pleman and the Lonesome Drifters, and the SIU Jazz Ensemble will hold our silent art auction as well. Cash bar by Hangar 9 with wines from Alto Vineyard. This year's theme is a takeoff on the city mouse, country mouse story, and we're encouraging couples to come dressed as one city slicker, one countryfied. The tickets are just $35 per person and are on sale now at Arnold's Market, Harbaugh's Cafe, the Neighborhood Co-op, Town Square Market, and the WDBX Community Thrift Store, all in Carbondale. All proceeds benefit the WDBX Community Radio, which you happen to be listening to right now. It'll be a great night of fun, the 11th Annual WDBX Ball Park Avenue Hoedown on Saturday, February 10th at the Carbondale Civic Center. So hopefully I will see you there. In the meantime, if you have any happenings, uh, you can send them to me at treesong at treesong.org. Um, we read happenings here on the air on your community spirit. And so all the events that are cool that you know about that are going on can get get shared with everybody in the community. Because, of course, everybody in the entire community is listening to your community spirit and to WDBX. Well, DBX more likely than specifically your community spirit. But if you email it in, we'll be sure that we spread the word. In the meantime, though, we do have a bit of news related, oddly enough, to the topic or talked about and the topic we often talk about here on Your Community Spirit. And that's the issue of climate change. Threat level white. U.S. proposes listing polar bears under the Endangered Species Act. Maybe they saw one too many cute Coke ads, or maybe it was the court-imposed deadline. All that we know is that last week, officials at the U.S. Interior Department proposed listing polar bears as threatened under the Endangered Species Act in response to a suit filed in 2005 by three green groups. Melting Arctic ice has already led to starvation, cannibalism, and drowning among the world's 20,000 to 25,000 polar bears. As global temperatures rise, scientists say, the summer sea ice that keen hunters rely on could be gone by 2040. So if the U.S. has to help the bear, does that mean it has to tackle climate change? Inquiring minds wanted to know immediately. But the U.S. Interior Secretary, Dirk Kempthorne, compartmentalized like a pro. Quote, the whole aspect of climate change is beyond the scope of the Endangered Species Act, he said, though the agency's own study had fingered climate change as a probable contributor to the animal's decline. That and Coke because everyone knows it rots your guts. 
Straight to the Source, The New York Times, and The Washington Post, 27th of December, 2006. Climate news, since you've been gone, loss of wayward ice shelf linked to climate change, scientists say. You know that part in Back to the Future where Michael J. Fox is holding his family photo and the people in it are disappearing and he feels faint because he knows that he's next? That happened in a Canadian lab recently, only a lot more slowly and without Earth Angel playing in the background. Oh, I wish I had that song with me. Earth Angel, Earth Angel. Scientists poring over satellite images realized that an ice shelf bigger than Manhattan had disappeared from its usual spot. Dun, dun, dun. It turns out that it broke off from Canada's remote Ellesmere Island, about 500 miles south of the North, North Pole, in August of 2005. The rupture, which took only about an hour, created a vast ice island that is now frozen into surrounding seas, but could menace shipping and oil drilling areas in the next summer. Researchers say climate change is a major factor in the unusual break. Quote, this is a dramatic and disturbing event, said Warwick Vincent of Laval University. Quote, we are crossing climate thresholds, and these may be signs of the onset of accelerated change ahead. Got your bulletproof vest ready, Doc? Straight to the source. BBC News, 29th of December, 2006. like we only have about time for one more, so let's try to make it one that's not eminently depressing. <laughs> we try to find the light at the end of the tunnel and the silver lining of the climate change clouds. So in other news, Mercury Retrograde. The U.S. Department of Energy backs off of its plan to sell neurotoxins to the rest of the world. Caving into critics, and maybe, just maybe, its own conscience, the U.S. Department of Energy has decided against selling off nearly 1,300 tons of mercury left from pre-1960s weapons production. Though the neurotoxin brings a quick buck on the world market, it's popular with developing countries that use it for mining gold, the DOE will follow the restrained lead of the Defense Department, which has opted to store some 4,400 tons of the stuff instead of selling it, due to the health and ecological concerns. Quote, 
The U.S. government's action not to sell mercury on the open market sends a positive message to both private and state domestic mercury holders, as well as to global environmental policymakers, says a recent federal policy statement. Uh, it's just like a kid congratulating himself for not poking his brother in the eye. <laughs> That's sweet, isn't it? Meanwhile, the EU has already moved to ban mercury exports, and next month, the UN Environment Program will discuss a worldwide phase-out of the metal's use. Hey, I guess they got the message. Straight to the source, Chicago Tribune, 2nd of January, 2007. It's been another exciting and action-packed and informative Your Community Spirit. And Orr was once again not with us this week, but he should be back next week to share the latest news from his uh, Inconvenient Truth training and, you know, the whole climate change issue in general. Until then, uh, once again, my name is Tree Song. And if you have happenings or news for us, you can contact me at treesong at treesong.org. Uh, in the meantime, it's, it's still a little bit unseasonably warm, but it is a little rainy, so if you're like me and you don't mind a little bit of risk, uh, <laughs> a little bit of mist, then go out and enjoy the wonderful day. And either way, we'll see you back here next week.